almost lost the cup and you win it. The new European champions, the treble, the dream come true for you. Oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Football, by the hell. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Golden Boot Podcast. I'm Chris Williams, and without further ado, we are going to continue with part two of our Study Abroad segment, in which JP and I visited Manchester, England to see Manchester United, JP went to Scotland, and I went to Liverpool to go see Manchester United versus Everton. Hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, a week goes by, and JP and I are sitting there in Dulcia's place, which is like the common room uh, of the, the castle we're staying in. And we're looking at uh, matches on Viagogo. And what do we see? My beloved Manchester United versus Club Bruges at Old Trafford on Thursday night. Uh, yeah, I'd like to point out that it's Thursday night because you play Europa League. But hey, um, yeah, we were out of class. Like we got out of class that day, and I was I got so confused because I was like, oh, I, we need to leave early. And I, I like I told my teacher like I'm not gonna make it to class because I need to leave. Yeah. Like. ASAP and all of a sudden you tell me like no I'm still going to class so I'm just like <laughs> I left halfway through and I'm just sitting in my room just yeah. not knowing my what to class do. was impossible it's the evolution of human nature I, I'm not a science guy it's a very hard class but anywho football football bloody yeah. hell and <laughs> so we like make our way to the airport we had to like rent the taxi in advance so it was like we had to do this like just at least a day before yeah uh, it was a really nice taxi. I'll give you that. It was a it Tesla. Was, it, it was. It was a Tesla. I haven't been in a Tesla yeah, before. Me but uh, we get there. We fly. Probably one of the worst landings I've ever been in. Yeah, it was one of those ones where as soon as you land, you you like bounce off of the runway and you keep skipping. Yeah. Until I, you fully stop. And I remember I was thinking like, how is this going to be a nice, good landing? Like, how is he going to make it? And all of a sudden, I was like, as soon as we touched the floor, I was like, no, it's not going to be nice. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> There's only been three times that I've been like legitimately scared for my life when landing, and that was one of them. Was Rome yeah. one of them? No, no, that was I was just uh, scared because of the turbulent, turbulence. Yeah. I hate flying. So JP started a a trend uh, on these plane on these flights. Whenever turbulence would happen, so actually context. So he tends to sleep on planes. You know, he has a. Um, uh, face mask. What, what are they? That eye. Yeah, it's like an eye mask. I yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know what they're called. I don't even use them. Um, yeah, that they put over his eyes so he can sleep on the plane. And so he's asleep. He takes melatonin as soon as he gets on it, and he's asleep before we even take off. And as he's asleep on the plane, and we're hitting turbulence, this man makes a sign of the cross in his sleep, and he does it. Every single time we hit turbulence, and I don't understand it because you are asleep. You are fast asleep. I, I just get scared. I'm like, at this point, if there's anybody out there, you know, just make sure we don't crash. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Yeah, that was one of the moments where you did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Getting to Manchester, anybody would have done it regardless. Hey, hey. Um, I mean, just talking about the win. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah we get there, and, I mean, the game was that very same day. Yeah, so we get there. I don't even know what time. We probably land about like 1 o'clock-ish. Yeah. And the game is, I believe, at 8 o'clock. So we still have some time to kill. So we take our Uber back to um, back to our Airbnb. I mean, let's be honest. It was your Airbnb, and I had to book a hotel for that the is, same night. That is true. But it was right, it was right across, down the road. Yeah, I could was, see you out my window. Yeah, Not creepy at all. Uh, I don't didn't even know that. But yeah, within yeah. And this is all within walking distance from Old Trafford, so it's very nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get there, we check in and everything. I'm 
wearing my number 44 Adnan Yenisite jersey that I bought in 2013 when I first went to Old Trafford as a 13-year-old kid. Um, so yeah, it was a little bit very sentimental for me. I mean, a, bit of a, a bit of a homecoming. Had I known that we were going to Man United game, I would have brought my Chicharito jersey. Oh, it would have been awesome. I actually have two Man United jerseys. A goalie jersey got me like in 2010, I think. Yeah. Because Vandersar was still played, so I was like, yeah. I love Vandersar. Absolutely. And the other's my Chicharito jersey from like 2012. <laughs> and I still have that. And I like, it's one of the biggest, best possessions I have. I, And I'm like, well, whoever just doesn't like Chicharito, I mean, I get it. Some some people may say he's overhyped. I don't care. Yeah, he was a beast. He like he's not the best, like the most efficient in terms of like percentage wise. He was like, like a super sub, yeah. basically. Yeah. But if you put him, he knows what to do. Like he moves around well, and I mean he's also an icon for hitting himself in the face with the ball and yes, scoring. Absolutely. Which is just a little bit opposite of what I do. I get hit in the face and I save it. But that's exactly what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we check into the his hotel or Airbnb. And, you know, we just chill out until the game, uh, get some food, and then we walk all the way to Old Trafford. Or no, we take a, a Uber, like, halfway, halfway through, through yeah. but then he can't go any further because, like, the streets are blocked off for the game. And we walk to Old Trafford, and oh, the, the feeling of just walking to Old Trafford on a European, like, match night is something that I will never forget. Like, when you walk down, I don't even know what what road it's called and I think it's just if whether it's like Sir Alex Ferguson way or whatever it is um and you have the stands um with just like a bunch of jerseys and scarves and hats and flags and then you have your uh fish and chips and like carts and all of that like it is just absolutely incredible I remember you um refusing to call him yeah, remember? Yeah. yeah, refusing to call them chips. Which they're, they're fries. Yeah. But that's, yeah. I yeah. mean, it was it was great. I mean, it's the same thing. It's European match day. And, I mean, I hadn't gone to any European. I, I had been to one Premier League game before. Yeah. I went to watch uh, Liverpool versus Chelsea Yeah. in 2017, I want to say. Um, Henderson scored an absolute banger. That's the only reason I remember the scoreline. Yeah. It's 2-1. But it's nothing compared to that. Like, yeah. it's not even Champions League, and you already feel it. Like, yeah. it's a different kind of environment. But, yeah, it was amazing. I remember we, we took a few pictures outside. Yeah. There, uh, some uh, weird some Belgian guy. Some random dude just came up to us and was like, oh, do you want a picture? We're like, yes, please. <laughs> I was so confused. I forgot, like, Belgians speak, like, five different languages just because they're in the middle of everything. It was like, this guy's, like, speaking German, and I'm like, why is he not speaking French? And then I remember, like, oh, they actually speak both. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was fun. We got um, we got the scarves. I got my half-and-half half scarf. Yeah, we got a half-and-half half scarf, which uh, I will touch on more in a little bit. Please remind me in a I couple minutes to touch on that. So, yeah, so our tickets, uh, we were sitting in the Stratford End, which, for those of you who don't know, it is the main supporter section uh, behind the uh, behind the goal. Um, in Old Trafford, that's where all the like the diehard Manchester United fans sit, and um, our tickets included access to the international suite, and that was just beautiful, yeah. <laughs> insane. It's like a fancy restaurant with like all these people dressed up in suits, and you know, just like very well-to-do people. And then you see just us. <laughs> walking in randomly just sitting there we didn't even eat or drink or do anything we just kind of admired they had like murals on the walls like the class 
of um you know like the trouble winners yeah. and like david beckham molly gunner solshire all of them paul Scholes, yeah. ryan Giggs, all of those but yeah so then we we go up to our seats and i remember as soon as we get to our seats the look on your face like i i, I know you you make a lot of fun of me for supporting man united but the look on your face when we got to our seats and you saw how beautiful it was it was just i don't know it was very heartwarming to me yeah i mean i had like when I touched on it like earlier on, but when I went to the stadium like to watch Cruz Azul, it's a little bit different because that's like my hometown team. As much as I am a Bayern fan, I mean Cruz Azul will always have like number one in my heart. That's the team I grew up and supporting. And when I walked to the stadium for the first time, I was like, "You just take it all in." And it's happened to me just there when I went to see Bayern for the first time at the Allianz Arena. But yeah, I mean it's just different it's it's much smaller than you'd expect it if you've yeah. never been there but, but which like, is crazy because it's it seats seventy five thousand. yeah i mean that's the same amount that the allen's arena like around the same amount and the allen's arena is absolutely massive. yeah it has like three tiers yeah yeah no more than that it's just huge yeah but yeah it was it was a lot to take in I, like I, your, I, your jaw literally physically dropped. I, I know, I know. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I make fun of a lot of teams, but that's just who I am. But yeah, yeah. I mean, my respect to all the Man United fans, not the teams, the fans. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was great. And when we get there, I just like I it completely slipped my mind who like Club Bruges goalie was. <laughs> like I forgot about that for so long, and I was like. All of a sudden, I rem- I'm reading, like, the lineups, and it's, like, Mignolet, and I'm, like, oh, my God. Yes, and we were uh, – if, if you were to forget that, and if you weren't – if you didn't have, like, the sheet in front of you with his name on it, we were also reminded by the Manchester United faithful who were chanting, you scouse bastard to him, because they'll never forget when he used to play for Liverpool. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, he put a similar performance to what we were used to seeing him when he played for Liverpool, letting five in. but Yeah, an I'm, atrocious scoreline for Club Rouge. A brilliant day to be a United supporter. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that bad, like, in terms of, realistically, for Mignolet alone. I mean, we... Yes, we have the stats from the game. Like, I know exactly what date it was. I mean, they got zero shots. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what we have, Zero shots on target and 10 from United. So, hey, it's a 50% save percentage. As somebody who's been, like, in that kind of position before... Not the worst. Yeah, but I mean, I was absolutely buzzing. Like, we saw Bruno Fernandez take his his typical, like, hop-skip penalty. It was, a, it was a rocket. It was absolutely beautiful uh, to start the scoring uh, early, like, a half hour into the game. And then Igalo, when he used to play, I don't know if you remember that. He doesn't really play anymore these days. So he can't really... Yeah, he's not really in form anymore, but... He put on a display. This is when everyone thought that he was going to be United's next, like, number nine. Uh, he scores the second goal. Uh, Scott McTominay scored an absolute banger of a volley. Hey, it's Scott McTominay. What do you expect? I know. And then Fred. Fred, Fred, Fred scored two goals. <laughs> yeah, I was very confused. But, I mean, my, like, the two things I remember is, like, at, like, at halftime, yeah, like we go back inside, not even like all the way to a restaurant, but just like inside, and we're getting the food because it was complimentary, and we had like a bag of chips, like a drink, and then something else. Oh yeah, that's right. And I remember, like physically, like having to force myself to say a bag of crisps. <laughs> I physically had to like, and I hated myself after. Like I was, 
like in physical like discomfort. Oh, which what like what flavor did you get? I it wasn't salt and vinegar. Oh, that's upsetting. Yeah, it was. I when in was England, like, man, come on. Was, I think it was like cheese. I yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it was good. And then we were still doing the um, uh, the Instagram takeovers for the team. Yeah, and I remember just saying like. It's saying it on camera. So at that point, I could have deleted it, but I am a man of my word, and I will go through with it. I said, if um, Jesse Lingard scores, I will get, like, we will go to the fan shop after this, and I will print a jersey with Lingard's name on yeah, it. Yeah, and he didn't start. He he gets subbed in in, like, the 70th minute or something. Yeah, and I said it there. Lingard has, like, two shots that go, like, really close by. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think he set up the last goal. Yeah, he set up uh, Fred's last goal. Yes. Yeah, so I was like... I, th- there is a clip, and we'll try to put it in, in which I say I think it's uh, since the last time you scored, like Jesse Lingard's giving me like three heart attacks. Yeah, that's that, I think that's word for word identically what you said. Yeah, we'll try and put it in right now. Yeah, and luckily for us, uh, so we're leaving the game. You know, we're just planning on going back to the Airbnb. You know, making a stop at McDonald's first because uh, what we have failed to mention this whole entire episode is that we went on a McDonald's. European tour to see which country had the best uh, chicken McNuggets. That that's for another time, but it surely wasn't England. But anywho, we're leaving Old Trafford, and we're just walking out the exit, and we just see this massive people to our left, and I'm like, oh, what is this? So we walk, we walk there, and it's the players leaving, and like the players coming over and signing autographs for the fans, and who do I meet? Jesse Lingard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got Jesse Lingard to sign uh, the front of my matchbook program, which was a picture of Luke Shaw. So I have an autograph of Jesse Lingard over Luke Shaw's like face, which is really weird. And then on the back, I got Eric Bailly, Juan Mata, and uh, Daniel James, who I absolutely adore. Yeah, We almost got Scott McTominay, but yeah, he got away. Yeah, the one that got away, Scott McTominay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, also like at the store, I got my, um, what was it? It was a really old, like, retro jersey yeah. in United. Don't even remember what year. But, yeah, I mean, that was... Um, and after that, our stop at McDonald's, you were mentioning. Your- yeah, so we're by the Airbnb. We're in, like, downtown Manchester. And we stop at McDonald's because we don't know what else to eat at, like, 10.30, like, 11 o'clock at night. So McDonald's is 24 hours, so we walk in. And it's all United supporters. Everyone in jerseys and, and scarves. Yeah, and it's huge. And I'm at my kiosk. I'm ordering, and some drunk guy. He's not he's English. Nor- he's Norwegian, yeah. I believe. Yeah, comes up to me. He's a United supporter. He sees that I I have my United jersey on and I have my scarf on, my match day scarf. And he starts yelling at me about how I'm not a true supporter because I'm wearing a half and half scarf and like you can't let like the. Uh, the uh, opposing team like touch your jersey and like that makes you like a fake fan and blah 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 and this and that and I had to deal with this abuse from this man for like 10 minutes until my order is ready because the McDonald's is jam-packed and I it it takes me leaving for him to stop like following me around and just yelling at me for not being a real Manchester United fan but he wasn't even like that like aggressive he was just like really concerned for a second and then he got, yeah. like, insistent, insistent. like, okay, dude, like, we get it. Like, have fun. But I don't know if you saw that. Like, after, like, he stopped, like, talking to us, mm-hmm. 
or more like to you. I was just standing there like, yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. He actually went around the other tables and he was talking to people and everybody's like, oh, okay. Oh, was dude. he actually? Yeah. I don't remember. I was just too traumatized. Yeah, no, I, was, I saw it like on the reflection and they're like, okay, dude, just like move along. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, next day. Yeah. So that was all Thursday. It was <laughs> a very, it was like 10 minutes of Thursday, but I mean, Thursday. it was worth it. Uh, so yeah, Friday, <clears throat> it's raining. It's, we wake up, it's raining. It's, it's Man- Manchester. Sure. What yeah. else do you expect? But, um. Friday is the day that I'm going to leave Manchester. Uh, JP and I are going to go our separate ways. Yeah. Right. So JP is going to eventually go to Scotland to visit one of his friends. And I'm going to go meet up with my, one of my friends from our study abroad program, who's an Everton fan. And we're going to go see Man United versus Everton at Goodison Park on Sunday. So it's our last day together. So what do we do? In the rain, we walk 45 minutes to the Etihad. Man City Stadium, um, just an absolute miserable walk. It's cold, it's rainy, it's windy. Like it's just not what you want. And, I, and we had to go to the Etihad. Like it, whose idea was that? That was yours. I know. <laughs> it was yours. You wanted your um, customized Liam Gallagher jersey. Yeah, I wanted to get a custom Liam Gallagher Manchester City jersey because. For those of you who don't know, Liam Gallagher, lead singer of Oasis, like the biggest Manchester City fans in the world. Uh, I'm probably the biggest Oasis fan in the world. I'm staring at an Oasis poster as we speak right now. Me too, sadly. Yeah, so like, I really wanted that. So, like, I had my intention set. We're going to walk to Etihad, we're going to go to the store, I'm going to get that jersey customized. So we get there, um, after I'm done flipping off the Etihad, taking pictures and all of that. And I'd like to point out that you talked a lot about like my reaction when we walked into Old Trafford, like yeah. through Stratford Inn. But your switch in mood from being like, oh, like okay, let's find, let's figure out where it is, and like just normal mood to just straight up angry. I was disgusted. I was like, and then you started like saying like, why did you want to come here? I was like, I don't want to come here. Like, you told me you want to be here. <laughs> And you start saying, like, like, well, I thought you liked the stadium. I'm like, yeah, I want to see the stadium, but, like, it wasn't my idea. But, yeah, I mean, we get – I think it took, like, a little bit of convincing you to actually walk into the store. Yeah, I wasn't going to go in. Yeah. I was like, you can go in. I'm just going to stay out here in the rain. Like, I had – like, I, I really wanted to see it. And then just once I saw it from the outside, I was like, you know what? I'm complacent. Like, I don't – I'm content. I don't need – to go in there but you know what i go in anyway and uh i look at the city jerseys and to customize and put liam gallagher's name on the back of it is gonna be like over 100 pounds why would i do that yeah i mean it was yeah, the prices were horrible i was gonna get like i'm probably an aguero jersey just like, yeah i mean love aguero hate oh. city but you know the, the man's great uh he's hilarious honestly but and I just got my custom, like, it wasn't custom. It was, like, a retro, like, 94. Like, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was red. Good, it's red and black. It's, like, pretty nice jersey. Yeah. And, like, most of the retro ones are, like, retro. Like, they make them, like, with the same style. It's just not, like, what they used to. Yeah. And, like, I have a lot of those. I have a North Korea 1966 mm-hmm. one, the 10 pounds, because nobody wants it. Yeah. But this one was, like, official, like, actual. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. And I actually gave in. And I bought I bought a purple, uh, 125th anniversary city retro jersey, which is, I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. I haven't worn it. I'm not gonna wear it. I simply bought it because it was the era, 
when Oasis were huge and there are pictures of them in like the exact same Man City jerseys. That's the only reason I bought it. I was like, oh, if I'm not going to get Liam Gallagher on a jersey, I'll just do this. So we go to pay and I'm wearing a, a pretty green sweatshirt. And pretty green is Liam Gallagher's clothing company. And the lady at the register is like, oh, you're a big Liam Gallagher fan. I was like, don't even get me started. I, yeah, I was in the corner <laughs> of that. I was just laughing. Yeah, don't even get me started. But, yeah, I mean, I was going to try and get, like, honestly, if I already got my bracelet jersey, might as well just go with the rest of the jokes. And I was going to try, <laughs> try and get, like, the um, warm-up kit they had. That horrendous thing they did. Is that, mash- like, the rainbow one? It's the one they mash up all their former, like, jerseys. Oh, ew, ew, It was ew. disgusting, but I was like, this is funny. I'll get it. And then I saw the price, and I was like, it's not worth it. Like, I, I already spent, like, 90 euros on, like, Braithwaite. I I got to hold back. Yeah, but, so. yeah, I mean, we make it back. No, so we leave. But before we even make it back, we leave oh. the Etihad. And uh, so we're exiting on the opposite side that we entered. And there's a giant city crest logo on the ground um, beneath like this bridge that you walk in to actually get, get into the stands and so like we're crossing it and I'm just like before we leave like I just can't look at this thing I can't walk around it I walk straight on top of it and I start jumping on it and pounding on it and kicking it I was just so I, I, I can't even explain how much I hate this team yeah this is the middle of the rain it's like freezing and mm-hmm. I was like can we just move fast and you're like no and you're just like, <laughs> on it, like perfect I have a nice video of it but yeah I mean I can bother you all you like about getting a Man City a Liam Gallagher jersey but <laughs> we have to point out that when we get to the Airbnb and like I was I had to leave for like the train station like immediately not yeah, immediately yeah, yeah. but like in 15 minutes something like that I go on my laptop and I order I oh, did my yeah. research and I order a Sheffield Wednesday uh, customized Arctic Monkeys jersey. Yes, Arctic Monkeys, one of both of our one of our favorite bands. And yeah, I mean, it says uh, AM in the back because Arctic Monkeys was gonna cost me like three, yeah. t- like ten times the price. But and then just O2 for the year they were founded. And I actually had that shipped to the castle where we were. And then when we got sent home, like they hadn't like it hadn't arrived. So I told them, like, if it gets there, just send it to Mexico. I actually got that, like, the day I left. I was in the airplane, like, getting down, like, touching down Boston, and I get a text from my mom, like, this just came in. She sends me a picture of his jersey. I'm like, thank God. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and after that, I left for Scotland. Yeah, you take your train ride to Scotland. How, how was that? It was, I mean, here's the thing. Manchester, I hate Manchester's uh, train station. Yeah. Delayed for, like, an hour already on the tracks and we're delayed an hour or so and i had like 30 minutes between the time i got the um yeah, was glasgow no edinburgh 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 yeah. and then i had to take another one to st andrews <laughs> delayed i get there and it left like 20 minutes before it's like germany all over again yeah but i mean germany had a storm this was just bad <laughs> and i get to edinburgh and <clears throat> I'm, like, jumping on the next train. I'm, like, okay, I don't have to pay an extra ticket. Just, like, get on the next one. Fine. And all of a sudden, it's, like, they say, like, oh, it's delayed for an hour. So it's not going to be here. I'm, like, okay. There's this one. I wait another 15 minutes. I get on that one, and I just, and they, and they go, like, the conductor was in a car accident. <laughs> we do not have a replacement. <laughs> like, there will be another train in, like, 20 minutes. So I'm just sitting there. 
in the Edinburgh like train station. I finally get over, go to St. Andrews. From St. Andrews, my friend tells me, oh, there's you can take a taxi or you can take a bus. I'm like, great. I get there, see the bus. I'm like, I don't know even like where I'm going, so I get on a taxi. And I couldn't find where she lived. Because <laughs> they left me, they asked me, like, in this part of the school or this part of the school? I'm like, I don't know. So, and I'm trying to connect to the Wi-Fi, and there's no Wi-Fi, and I didn't have any data. So I'm just, like, walking around until, like, EDU Rome comes in, comes in clutch, saves my life, and I managed to find her. But, yeah, it was a good time. When I came back from Scotland, I would try to find, like, um, I mean, what is it? It's Hearts. It's Hearts and another team, like, in Edinburgh. And I was trying to find it, or Scotland jersey. And it's, like, three sores because I had two hours when I came back. Nothing. It was all... <laughs> Either Celtic or Rangers, not even Rangers. If those are Rangers, I'd buy it because I already have a Celtic one because yeah. my friend gave it to me. There's either like just like Scotland or like Rangers or anything. No, it was either Celtic or like Barcelona, Real Madrid, and stuff like that. I was like, that's really odd. It was really odd, but I mean, there wasn't that much football involved for me. Yeah, but for, you. but for me, so after JP leaves, I still have a whole other like 24 hours to spend in Manchester. So <clears throat> I walk around like the city center. I'm just doing shopping. I'm looking for, you know, just um, like shirts and posters of like my favorite bands because Manchester is home, like I said, to Oasis. They're home to the Stone Roses, uh, the 80s band, which is one of my favorite bands. I got a nice shirt that I still wear. Um, you know, just I went to the Pretty Green store, Liam Gallagher store, just, you know, just walking around doing my thing. And I'm in H&M. <clears throat> I'm in the dressing room I'm trying on a pair of pants a really nice pair of pants that Raheem Sterling was actually the model for and I get a call from my dad because I'm just talking to him telling him about like the game last night and how you left to go to Scotland and all of that and he's like oh well I just got an email from Man United the U18s are playing in the FA Youth Cup semifinals at Old Trafford against Wigan and you can go for free and the game starts in a half hour. So I absolutely book it back to the Airbnb. I drop all my stuff there, all these bags that I have in my hands. I put on my Yanazai jersey once again because I didn't have anything else. And I put on my scarf, uh, my Club Bruges, Man United scarf. I'm sorry, Mr. Norwegian man from McDonald's Lake Studio. Yeah, if you're if there's a chance that you're listening, I'm sorry. So yeah, and I <clears throat> book it to Airbnb, and then I get my Uber, and I get there just in time, and it, it's so cool. Like you enter for free. It, it is so cool. You enter through the turnstiles just like you would, and you you don't get to sit in the Stratford Inn or anything. You have to sit. Um, I think it's like the Sir Alex Ferguson stand, um, the end of uh, Old Trafford, where the seats spell out Manchester United. So, like, you're sitting there, and it's so cool. Like, the support for these young academy players is unreal. Like, the turnout was insane. Like, and it was mostly, like, young kids, you know, and just, like, uh, season ticket holders who are bringing, like, their grandkids or their actual kids to come and see United play. Like, these are the people who actually live, breathe, and die this club. Yeah. And it's just absolutely incredible. They're singing uh, all the chants that you would normally hear for a regular United game. So they're like saying names that like about like Ali Gunnar Solskjaer. Like he has nothing to do with this game, but like they're still singing like the normal chants and everything. It's it was incredible. And Wigan's attendance 
was sold out. They sold out that section. They brought like 2,500 people just to see their U18s play. And, and I mean, it kind of is like a local derby. Wigan's not too far from Manchester. But um, United ends up winning 2-1 on the night. Um, and then I think they had to play another leg. Uh, I don't exactly know how that went. But thank you, Dad, for recommending that to me. I mean, that was to go to Old Trafford on back-to-back nights to see Manchester United play. It might not have been the same team, but seeing them play on back-to-back nights when you're only in Manchester for a little bit over 20 hours is like 24 hours is absolutely incredible. So thank you for that. Yeah, and after that, you headed out to Liverpool, I go to, to your second favorite city in the world, apparently. I absolutely hated everything to do with Liverpool. That city was, I don't want to say it was disgusting, because it's not, it's not disgusting. It's just, it's just a, like a normal city, but I don't know. I just don't like Liverpool, because I don't like Liverpool. I, I don't like the clubs that are associated with Liverpool. I remember I was sitting, like... And it's really cold. <laughs> I mean, so is Manchester. It was cold there. You're on oh, yeah. the water. Sorry, I was, I was on the water in St Andrews, and there was, it was pretty, pretty nice. But um, <laughs> I remember I was like walking around with my friend, and I, we both of us were working because I needed to get something done. And we're in, like in this little cafe, and I just like pull out my phone, and I'm looking at all the stories you're posting, mm. and it's all about how much you hate Liverpool. Yeah, so <laughs> over I'm, and over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's all I'm going to yeah. say is, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get into any details about why I don't like Liverpool. But then you meet up with our friend. Yeah. And you get to see the single most influential player in the history of American football. Yes. Well, American soccer. Yeah. Now it sounds like I'm talking about the NFL. Yeah, Tim Howard. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I meet up with my friend Declan in Manchester, and we take the train to Liverpool. It's only about like a half-hour train ride. So we get there, and on the train ride, he's like, hey, like, I know this is, like, really sudden, but, um, like, I just saw this thing on Everton's Instagram page, and it says, like, if we go to this store, it's called Everton 2, in um, some, like, shopping complex in Liverpool, if you get there before a certain time and you buy an item, you get a ticket for a meet-and-greet with Tim Howard. And I was like, absolutely. Like, why would I say no to that? And Tim Howard is the reason why Declan follows football. It's the reason he is an Everton supporter. So, I mean, like, this is huge for him. This is like when I met Bastian Schweinsteiger. Like, this is, this is like, the biggest moment of his, like, maybe. I don't want to say it's the biggest moment of his life. But, like, it's up there. It's, like, one of the most memorable moments of his life. So, we get there. And we think we're late. And Declan, he just grabs an Everton ball and he goes to the cashier and he's like are we late like can I still meet Tim Howard and she's like I don't know you got to pay first so then (laughs) he pays and she's like yeah here you go here's your ticket so I buy a custom Gilfie Sergison jersey because I love I love the man in 2016 I went to Iceland during the Euros and just to see how passionate that country was about football was just absolutely no it was like breathtaking that's when I really started to fall in love with like you're the european game i i love the like slight difference between you buying your customized like cigarettes and jerseys like mm-hmm. taking your time and like declan just running with a ball just like whatever it is just picking it up and, like, yeah so i was more like declan's the guinea pig declan you go pay and then <laughs> i'm gonna check. look around and see what i want to buy so yeah and i only, it was only 20 pounds so i said what is steel wait what it was only 20 pounds that's, the jersey yeah and I, I wore it today so you saw it, it was pretty yeah. nice but um, 
Yeah. And then we get in line. We have to line up outside, and it's raining, and it's windy. But you have to line up outside, and we see Tim Howard walk in. And then they let you in the store, but then you still have to wait, like, another half hour before he actually sits down at the table. And once he sits down at the table, you only have, like, I don't know, like, under a minute with him. You can give your phone to one of the store workers, and they'll take a picture of you guys together. He'll talk to you for a couple of seconds, and he'll either sign what you have with you or a picture of him when uh, he was goaltending for Everton. So Declan goes up, and he's like, oh, an American. And he's like, yeah, yeah, like, you're the reason I, I love Everton. Like, you're the reason I fell in love with soccer. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. And he, Declan shows him his Everton tattoo, and he signs his ball. You know, it was lovely. It was a really nice experience for him. <clears throat> I, did, I did tell Declan that he should have actually gotten, like, a Tim Howard's tat- like signature on yeah, it. Yeah, and then he can get just, a tattoo. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that would have been a, a great idea. It would, yeah. yeah, so then I go up. I also bought a, uh, it was a clearance goalkeeper jersey. And he's like, oh, another American. And I was like, yeah, sorry. It's like, I'm actually from where you're, like, or near where you're from. He's from New Jersey. I'm from Pennsylvania. So we bonded over that. For a little bit, just three Americans in Liverpool, and uh, you sounds know, like a movie. Yeah, get a nice picture, and I didn't expect anything football related on that day, so that was just a really pleasant added bonus to the trip. But what you were expecting was Everton the, versus Man United. Yes, which was the next day. So our Airbnb is above a pub. And located right in between Anfield and Goodison Park. And for those of you who don't know, Anfield and Goodison Park are literally like a mile apart from each other. Yeah, that's five minutes. Yeah. We run fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it's located directly there. You can see Anfield. You can't see Goodison from our window. But um, no, so we get there. Declan and I are sitting in completely different sections. He's sitting in like the, um, what, like the comparison to uh, the Stratford End for... Everton. I don't know what exactly what it's called. So he's sitting there, and unfortunately, all of the away tickets were sold out, so I can't sit with the United supporters. But what I can do, I can sit directly next to them and disguise myself. Yeah. So I'm not allowed to go in with away team colors if I'm not sitting in the away team section. So I'm wearing a big jacket, and underneath I have my United jersey. And I go in with my big jacket, my scarf, and my hood up and everything, and no one can tell. And I'm just sitting next to a bunch of season ticket holders, like uh, older people, so like they're not really gonna care. And Bruno Fernandez opens the scoring. No, no, no. no. It was Dominic Yeah, at third minute. Yeah, but Bruno Fernandez opens the score for United. That's what he does. And it was like it was a volley from outside the box. And I remember, like, I tried to contain myself, but I get out of my seat a little bit, do a little like a little uh, punch in the air. And the lady next to me is like, it's all right, it's all right. Like, I know you like United. Like, you can celebrate. Like, we're not going to make fun of you here. But then the rest of the game is just agonizing. Like, we, it's a game we should have won. But uh, I end up leaving in the 80th minute because I have to go to take a train to go back to the airport to leave. And while I'm leaving, uh, Everton scores again to make it 2-1. But VAR uh, determines that it was offsides. I mean... Out of all of that, the most surprising thing is they let you in even with, like, a coat on. I remember when I went to the Chelsea-Liverpool game, when I was sitting in the, um, like, the home fans, Mm -hmm. I had a Mexico jersey and, like, a jacket on, and they made me open the jacket to show them. 
what oh, I was really? wearing. Yeah. And they made me open it. I'm just like wearing my Mexico jersey. It was like Mexican Independence Day. I was like, why not? And the guy just looks at me. He's like, what team is that? I'm like, it's Mexico. He's like, what? What I might have done. I mean, they didn't tell me to open it at all. They didn't care. But what I might have done, I might have had three layers on. Where I had oh, my okay. jacket and then like a sweater and then, and then my that, jersey. That. <clears throat> but yeah, no. And then, yeah, you you have to book it back to Manchester. I was on like a, a seven-hour train ride yeah. from St. Andrews. And I, I barely make it back because you can't uber directly out of goodison uh after a match like traffic just stops for an an hour after the match so like i booked an uber not knowing and i'm trying to get back and we're just sitting in traffic like you're gonna have to wait for an hour and so i missed my first train and i have to i just wait in the uber until we're able to leave and we end up finding a last second train to manchester and then um i meet up with you in the airport and you're like a couple people ahead of me and you're already booking it to get to the flight because we're almost late. And I'm like, no, you're going to leave without me. I mean, we, we had a decent amount, maybe like 10 minutes. That's not a decent amount, Jose. It was it was fine. We made it. But yeah, I mean, we got back. Uh, we were all fine. Everybody's safe. But yeah, that was the last week we were actually allowed to travel. Mm-hmm. We don't um, really... There wasn't a lot of football-related stuff happening. No, but in that last week... Um, so once we got back to the castle, we don't know that we're going to be sent home yet. Like there's just like, not rumors, but like, we know that like the coronavirus is becoming more, more like prevalent in all these countries around us. Like, um, Italy was, Italy was, Italy was terrible. And like, they were cracking down on people who were traveling to Italy and we had, um, an excursion a mandatory excursion with our school to go to milan but right before spring break and you know where we were planning to go see um was it ac milan was AC playing milan, uh yeah. sassuolo something like that yeah something like that i mean we hadn't bought the tickets thankfully for that one but yeah but yeah we would have been able to see yeah. ibrahimovic play and that would have been awesome but we, no it's canceled yeah we would have been able to see um Rebic. yeah ibrahimovic yeah um, no, I can't. No, they, <laughs> there's not enough of Croatian or like Yugoslavian players. Yeah, but so yeah, like we don't know that that is actually our last week in yeah. Europe. So what do we do? We buy three hundred and fifty euro tickets, two of them. So it's seven hundred euros to go see Der Klassiker, Bayern versus Dortmund on. April, was it April 4th? I think so. On April 4th. And the Signal Duna Park. Yes, in I, Dortmund. Yeah. And I remember we actually, like, the f- we did the finances for everything because we were, like, making sure we had enough money to, like, f- eat. We didn't. After that, absolutely not. No, but for that one, wasn't that bad because that w- the tickets were horrible, but I have a friend, like, my family has a friend who lives, like, an yeah, hour away. Khan, yeah. yeah, and I was like, we can Uber, get there, take a train. Uh, she'll like take us out to eat if we want. I like if I want, my parents will like send me money just to take her out to eat, just like as her little like gift to her. Yeah, yeah. And everything, so that was fine. We could stay with her. She's like one of the most like lovely pers- people in the world. And but yeah, it gets canceled. I mean, I was that was what I was hyped for. Yeah. I, I loved every other game, like, but that was like as a Bayern yeah, fan. I, I think like, that's what both of us were really excited for. Like, yes. We got to see Messi. Yes, I got to see Manchester United play three times in one weekend. But I mean, like, we that is one of the biggest games in the world. Yeah. Like, Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund is just 
one of the biggest derbies yeah. in world football. And I mean, and we were sitting in the away section. We were gonna sit in the Bayern supporter section. Yeah. And I mean that that was horrible to like miss out on. And then we, I mean, we had just one more game planned after that, and it was another derby. We, you wanted to go to Paris. Yes. I really don't like Paris. But I only wanted to go to Paris for a couple hours. I be know. like, hey, there's the Eiffel Tower. And that was the plan. We go to Paris yeah. one day. We take the train. We go down to Marseille at the Velodrome. Marseille versus PSG. And I think that was the game that they were going to, that they could have won the title, I believe. Yeah. Like, we didn't know that at the time. But, like, when we're actually doing the math and we already were going to buy tickets for it, we're like, wow, this is the day that, PSG can actually win the league, and you be able to see Mbappe and, and Cavani and Di Maria and all these players. It's Le Clasique. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, all of these words are the, names are the same thing, just in their different languages. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it would have been a great game. Yeah. And I mean, uh, since I've been li- uh, since I was little, I've always wanted to go to the Velodrome. Like, it's literally like on my bucket list. Like yeah. that's that. I mean, I love the Allianz Arena. I love all of these stadiums. But just like going there and yeah, the architecture was, is something else. Yeah. And it was heartbreaking not to go, but I mean, it's a pandemic, really. You, yeah, we were already in Europe. We were doing this. Like, you can complain as much as we want, but it, I think we're all grateful that we got that chance. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, like, before we even left, before we even left Boston to fly into Amsterdam, like we knew that yes, we were gonna go study. Like, obviously, that's what studying abroad is to do. Like, you're gonna. The priority is to study, but like you're obviously going to go to travel and you want to see all these beautiful countries and these beautiful cities. Yes, but our priority was always like we we're going to schedule all of these trips around football yeah. and football matches. And if it wasn't for your idea to do it all early, yeah, we wouldn't have been able to do it. And like that's just, I guess that's the moral of this story. It's, like, just go for it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I. I've been to Europe a few times and like I've traveled a lot like not not to brag I'm just like it's just <laughs> but I mean that's why I told my parents I like I've done every single thing I can do in museums just walking like touring like the culture the history the people like I know of this like yeah. from across Europe like from one side to the other but rarely have I had time to like just make it football exactly and this is what I want to do and one might even argue like for one of our final presentations for one of our classes we uh, at the at the school in the Netherlands that we were studying at um, the class was called um, it was just like a Dutch culture class yeah. and um, you had to give a presentation on uh, how culture intersects with something so ours was sports and we chose to focus on like football fan culture and ultras so like you said like you've already you already knew like the cultures of all these cities and like the museums and all of that. But one might argue that like foot the football fandom and like the ultras culture really shows like yeah. the culture of these cities, of these people, of these countries. And I think like when we're talking about I mean with in Barcelona you got Barcelona like that's basically the identity. You got Espanol, yeah, but like the main identity of the, like the city is the team. Yeah, and like and they stand for like the Catalan independence yeah. movement. And now. if you see like historically, just like the culture and like the like main problems in Spain, like from one side to another, you, you got like like the central government. You got like the more like independent parts like Catalonia. 
like you have that rivalry in Real Madrid and Barcelona. When you're talking about Rome, you got like just the like the team of the people being Roma and yeah. more of the team of the elite being Lazio. Yes. When we're talking about Manchester, like Manchester United is huge. I mean Manchester City just it blew it's up. It's just recent. Yeah. yeah. It's recent, but like and I think all these teams have that. I mean Ajax is a great example as well. Yeah. And I mean our presentation I think we did deviate a little bit more into like South American and Argentinian football. Yeah. Which I mean it's fantastic and like the passion they have is like another level. But yeah, I think like that you can't talk about these places. You can't talk about Amsterdam. You can't talk about Barcelona. You can't talk about Manchester, like Munich, all of those places without talking about football. And I think that was like the main thing. Yeah. Like in our presentation in general, like in our trip. Yeah. And that's what makes this sport the greatest game in the world. Yeah. There is a reason they call it the beautiful game. It is a beautiful game. And yeah, I mean, if, if you have any doubt, just go to wa- listen to the FIFA 2006 intro monologue. <laughs> it is probably the greatest thing like you'll ever hear. <laughs> but yeah, like, I guess moral of the story, just go, go out. Yeah, go go for it. Go out there. And we just highly recommend, you know, if you're fortunate enough, if you're able to go to Europe, check out these games and like just n- cross them off of your bucket list yeah. and even if you're not if, like all you can go to watch is like something a local team yeah like go watch that yeah I mean, i've been to local teams uh local games like non-league games in england and the support is there is phenomenal i've been to like uh like some professional play games here in the yeah. u.s like in boston like the team was moving around i kind of was doing a project on it but i got like four people to go with me and i was like and you see the people it's not a lot of people unless you're in the u.s but you see the sport still like is there so i think yeah i mean even if it's as small as it can get just go out there and just like take advantage of it yeah absolutely Uh, i hope you guys really enjoyed this um this one-off segment of the golden boot podcast it was really so much fun to just you know, step back from all the current events and just relive this because like ever since we we've come home it's been hectic and you know, you come home and then you immediately have to quarantine and then you're back into your Zoom school session. So you we haven't really had like it's been months, but you really haven't had time to sit back and reflect on all of the good times we had in Europe and especially all of the great football events that we witnessed. So it's just it, this was a really nice and like therapeutic session like i just really enjoyed this episode yeah and um yeah i mean we might do something else yeah like we might try and start doing a little bit something that isn't current events current news because that yeah. might be a little bit just rep- like a lot very repetitive that's, yeah that's what i wanted yeah but yeah we're also going to try and keep it a little bit short but this had to be uh, all the information there's a lot it was yeah. i mean a month and a half condensed in like an hour and a half is uh yeah, it's, it's still good. good yeah it's pretty good i'm not gonna lie thank you guys so much for tuning into the golden boot podcast as always we really hope that you guys enjoyed listening to our european study abroad trips and we hope to see you here next week have a great week guys